So we're now in Exodus chapter 32. And if you're not familiar with this chapter, I've already preached out of this chapter several times. And this chapter will appear again later in the Bible. The events of this chapter are also contained in other books of the Bible. But this is the first time you would run into it if you're reading from Genesis. And so I'm going to preach a little bit from this particular event. But I'm not going to preach where we normally would preach from uh, uh, in this chapter. Praise God. So Genesis 32 and verse number 1. Everyone say amen when they have it. And when the people saw that Moses delayed, everyone says delayed, to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods which shall go before us, for as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we want not what is become of him. And I'm going to preach to you out of the first sentence of the first verse. And I'm simply going to be talking about when God delays. When God delays. The Bible says that Moses delayed. But Moses didn't delay because he wanted to. God held him up. Praise God. And uh, I want to talk to you about when God delays. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is powerful and it is anointed. I need that anointing now, Lord, to be on me. And God, I'm asking you that it would transfer onto your people. Lord, I pray that everybody watching at home would hear from you tonight. And I pray that everybody sitting here tonight would hear from you. Lord, I pray for a special touch of your spirit to resonate here tonight, to change us. God, to reprioritize, hallelujah, our lives and our thinking. God, I pray that we'd walk out of here focused on you, on our families, and on revival. And everybody said, Amen. The Lord bless you. You may be seated. This 32nd chapter of Exodus is without question one of the most widely recognized chapters of the Bible. In this chapter, the children of Israel, after having left Egypt by way of amazing miracles, betray God. They make a golden calf, they dive headfirst into sin and nearly provoke God to destroy them. There are many important lessons in this 32nd chapter of Exodus, which is why this chapter has always been a touchstone chapter for both early Jews and Christians. Its significance was not lost on the early church. In fact, Paul references this chapter in 1 Corinthians 10 and 1. And he says, Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant, how that all of our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea and did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. But with many of them, God was not well pleased for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted neither should we be idolaters as were some of them as it is written the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day three and twenty thousand because of lust idolatry 
and fornication. 23,000 men and women perished in the wilderness. They were not meant to die there. They did not die there because of the harsh elements. Neither did they die there for lack of food or water. They died there because they responded incorrectly to God delaying Moses. I want to preach to you tonight that what we do when God delays has the power to shape and fashion our entire destiny. This was certainly the case for the 23,000 people who lost their minds and their lives because they responded to God's delay with sin. We need to hear more preaching on what to do when God delays because there will be many times when God does not come when we expect him to. And how we manage ourselves when God is moving at his own pace is important because his delaying does not change his demands. And sliding into sin during these seasons is not how we want to respond. Delays have a profound effect on the human mind and emotion. So powerful are the effects of a delay that countless industries promise to relieve us of their effects in order to get our business. They promise shorter lines in their hospitals, their airports, their grocery stores, their banks, and even their amusement parks. Local government provides fast lanes, while telecommunications promises faster download and upload speeds. Your cell phone, your tablet, your laptop, your computer all have little icons that magically appear when your device is turning on or downloading a file to make you think that everything is working as fast as it can so you don't have to suffer the hideous effects of a delay. Delays make people do horrible things. It's little wonder that when Jesus addressed the last days, he warned us in Luke 21, 19, and he said, in your patience, possess your souls. We're living in an hour where your patience has to kick in. I'm going to be very honest with you. I woke up this morning with very little patience. Amen. But I had to sit there and pray and keep praying and keep praying until I could possess my soul once again. Praise God. I don't know what everybody else is saying about 2021, but I'm going to just let you know. Praise God. You're going to need a lot of patience for 2021. Hallelujah. You're going to have to learn how to possess your soul in the months and in the years to come. Praise God. Hallelujah. If we're not careful, we can lose it all, including our souls and a in a season of delays. Saul lost everything that he could have been and that he should have been because of what he did when God delayed. This event is recorded in the first book of Samuel, the 13th chapter. The Israelites, amen, have waged war on the Philistines. And for the first time, they've decided that they will never be captive to them again. And as soon as they bow up, the Philistines, amen, begin to fight back. And the fight gets pretty tense. And the Israelites end up running away and they are hiding. And they make their way to Saul, who is all the way back, amen, at home. He has not moved. He has not joined the people in war. He sent them out, but he never went out with them. And so they come back to him scared and trembling. And Saul, amen, has to do something. He has not showed up to the fight. The fight didn't work out the way it, it, he planned. The people were not winning. The situation was tense and getting worse. And Saul understood, at least at this point in his life, that you cannot go out to war, amen, without the approval of God. And so he waits one day, he waits two days, and still no word from the prophet Samuel, 
and the Lord. He waits three days, nothing, four days, five days, six days. And then all of a sudden, Saul decides to get real spiritual. And he says, you know what? We're encroaching on the seventh day. God likes the number seven. Amen. Why don't we go ahead and make a sacrifice right now? The problem is that Saul was a king. He was not a priest. Amen. Hallelujah. He was not allowed, amen, to code switch and to switch lanes as he pleased. Amen. He had a lane and God expected him to stay in it. Amen. Even when he was delaying, praise God. God not moving at your speed is no excuse to sin. Amen. And I'm not, I'm getting way ahead of myself right now. But let me just tell you something. When God's not doing what you want him to do, when God's not doing what he told you he would do at the time when you think he should do it, that's not time amen to start switching up and doing something else praise God hallelujah and Saul switched up and he began to encroach on a ministry that wasn't his he began to encroach on an anointing that wasn't his and he began to encroach amen on concepts and precepts amen and codes and laws that did not pertain to him praise God he overextended his reach he went past the sneeze guard if you will and he put his hand where it didn't belong praise God and as soon as he was done amen uh making a sacrifice the bible actually says that within the hour praise god amen the prophet samuel showed up and in 13 and 13 he tells saul amen what hast thou done amen thou has done foolishly thou has not kept the commandment of the lord thy god which he commanded thee for now would the lord have established thy kingdom upon israel forever saul Amen. At this time in his life could have forever sealed the deal, if you will. Praise God. He would have been the lineage from which, amen, hallelujah, a great line of Israelites would have come from. Praise God. He would have established his place as a great king in Israel. But he decided, amen, to act foolishly in the delay. He decided to do that which was not right for him to do. Amen. In the delay. People, I'm telling you. Amen. When God is not on your clock, it's not time to lose your mind. Praise God. You got to steady your hand. You got to steady your faith. You got to keep your focus. Praise God. And you got to wait on God. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Let's give the Lord a hand. Oh, come on. Let's praise him. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Let's lift our hands and pray. I feel, I feel God talking to us right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm just going to be very honest with you. There's a war that's been going on in the church for a long time. Praise God. Uh, it's been going on ever since I've been in the church. And I've been in the church, amen, over 20 years now. Amen. And it never fails. It's happening in this church. It's happening in every church. Praise God. It's, uh, it's a temptation that faces every saint of God. And that is whether we're going to live a spirit-led life or we're going to live a practical life. Hallelujah. It's so easy to get pragmatic. It's so easy to get practical. And uh, I can't tell you how many people I've heard say, I don't even need to pray about that. I get worried about people, amen, who just go forward with something they don't have a word from God for. You need to pray about your job. You need to pray about your education. You need to pray about your marriage. You need to pray about, hallelujah, everything, amen. You need to pray about, amen, where you live. You need to pray about, praise God, you need, you need prayer, amen. And let me just tell you something, pastor is not a scapegoat. Pastor, amen, is not an alternative to prayer. And 
and I'm here to counsel and I'm here to talk, but you know what I'm really here to do? I'm here to pray with you. Praise God. Hallelujah. And if, and if you just want to frustrate yourself, just come at me asking for advice that you've never prayed about. Praise God. Because I'm just going to send you right back to the prayer room. Amen. A lot of people don't realize, amen, that if you don't pray about it, number one, you run the risk of losing everything. If you don't pray about it, you run the risk of losing your soul. If you don't pray about it, you run the risk of ang- angering God. If you've not heard from God, don't move. Praise God. My bishop always used to tell me, amen, if it's not a green light, it's a red light. There are no yellow lights in God's kingdom. There is no proceed with caution. Hallelujah. You got to get you a word from the Lord. Praise God. You got to make sure that the, that the speed you're moving at, amen, and the direction you're moving in, amen, comes from God. Somebody say amen. amen. But I'm going to help you today. What should we do? When God delays, because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Number one, here's some good actionable advice. Be still and go forward. Be still and go forward. Exodus 14 and 13, we know the story. The children of Israel are at the foot of the Red Sea, and it's time to cross. But God is delayed. Pharaoh is hard, hot on their trail. Amen. And the, they could hear the horses galloping and the wagon wheels moving. Amen. And Moses is standing out in front of the people. And they're beginning to murmur and to complain. And they're acting foolishly in the delay. And Moses turns around and he looks at them and he says, Fear ye not. Stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom, whom you seen today, you shall see them again, no more, forever. In verse 15, the Lord tells Moses, tell Israel to go forward. He tells them to stand still and go forward. Amen. What does that mean? It sounds like a contradiction. Obviously, the word still here is not referencing motion, but emotion. God is not telling them to stop moving. Quite the opposite. God is telling them to keep moving. What God is telling them is to stop fearing and go forward with what God told them last. When you don't know what to do, keep doing what God told you to do last. Praise God. When God is held up, praise God. When God seems to just be twiddling his thumbs, when God seems to be on the sidelines, when God seems to be up to nothing, when you are not hearing from God, Go back in your mind, in your memory bank to the last time you heard from God and then do what he told you to do and then just keep doing it. But I'm not seeing any results. Don't worry about it. Praise God. Be still. Amen. But I'm nervous. Be still. Praise God. But I'm afraid. Be still. Praise God. But they keep calling. Be still. Praise God. But the pressure's on. Be still. Praise God. And keep going forward. Praise God. But they're talking. Be still still but they're but they're making fun of me be still praise God but they won't leave me alone be still praise God but I hear the wagon wheels and the hoofs amen be still and keep going forward I don't know how deep 
in the ocean the children of Israel were till the water split. Praise God. But I assume, they, as far as I know, they were ear deep and they were still mumbling under the bubbles. Praise God. But God showed up. Amen. When he saw fit and those waters split and they were part of a miracle that only God could do. Praise God. Amen. Don't you be afraid to go knee deep into waters. Don't you be afraid to go waist deep into water. Don't you be afraid to be up to water in your ears. Amen. If you know you've heard from God, be still. Stop being afraid and go forward in God. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, let's lift our hands and pray right now. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I, I release you right now from the spirit of fear and bondage. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you make decisions according to God's last word. Hallelujah. Not to your fears, not to your worries. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Somebody say, Praise the Lord. What do I do when God is delaying? Stick to your spiritual routine. Stick to your spiritual routine. Now, I don't really have time to preach about this, but if you don't have a spiritual routine, go get you one. 2021 is a great time to start a spiritual routine. I'm just going to tell you right now, a trial is not the time to start a spiritual routine. You want to get one before the trial starts. Hallelujah. In fact, we read in our Bible about a young, gifted man by the name of Daniel, a prophet of God, who had dreams, who had visions, who was multilingual, praise God, who understood math and science, gifted beyond gifted. And yet he was taken away captive with his uh, comrades, praise God, into the uh, into the land of Babylon. And there, amen, he was surrounded by all kinds of oddities and paganism and heathenism, praise God. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was there in Babylon where there began to be a contention, amen, over who and what was going to be worshipped. And there came a time when the king of Babylon, amen, got hoodwinked and bamboozled by a few of his, his, his yes men, praise God. And they convinced him uh, to send out a decree, praise God, that nobody could pray but to him. And that if anybody was caught praying, praise God, they were to be thrown in the lion's den. Hallelujah. And the Bible says in Daniel 6 and 10, now when Daniel knew that the decree was signed, he went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber Toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed. Now that's powerful, but it's the next verse that's powerful. And gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. In other words, Daniel prayed three times a day, but that's what Daniel had always been doing. Praise God. When the decree was signed, Daniel was still en route, still doing his routine. Praise God. He wasn't going to change what he, let me just tell you something. God speaks through routines. Praise God. A lot of people think that if they're doing the same thing over and over again on a daily basis, that God, amen, won't speak through that. Let me just tell you something. There is something powerful about somebody who has erected an, uh, an altar, if you will. Praise God. Stone upon stone. There's something powerful about a person that has built a spiritual 
spiritual monument in their life day after day, week after week, month after month. Praise God, there's something powerful about a person that actually has a place in this building where they always pray. Praise God. There's something powerful about a person that has a place in their room where they always pray. Praise God. They have a special place. Amen. That they that they have zoned out just for them and God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you right now, there's something powerful about having daily Bible reading. There's something powerful of staying in that word morning, noon, and night. There's something powerful, praise God, about just doing things. You know, there, there's times that a routine will help you keep your sanity in an insane world. There's days, praise God, and, and, and we could get superficial about this. There's days I'm glad I got something I got to do, and I don't got time to be stressing out about everything. Well, spiritually, the same thing applies. There's going to be times, amen, especially in the months, years to come, where things are going to be wild, but I hope to God that God finds you doing what you've always done. Praise God. I hope to God that no matter how topsy-turvy things get, praise God, we're still checking into the prayer room. I pray that no matter how topsy-turvy things get, Jesus knows where you and him are going to meet in your house. Praise God. And at what time? Praise God. I pray that no matter how topsy-turvy things get, you still got your fast day on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever it is that you might do it once a week. But stay in routine. Praise God. Amen. When God delays, praise God. Don't get off your routine. Stick to it even more. Praise God. That's when your routine matters the most. Praise God. That's when, that's when your consistency matters the most. Hallelujah. I don't want to, I don't want to get thrown. Amen. Into a tornado. Praise God. And not know what to do. I just don't want to be in that position. Praise God. Last but not least, while you're waiting, Listen to preaching. While you're waiting, listen to preaching. Proverbs 29 and 18 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Now the word vision here is actually prophecy. And uh, the word prophecy here in Hebrew actually means preaching. It actually means preaching. And when it says that the people perish... The, the, the clear translation of this text would be where there is no preaching, where there is no prophetic word, the people cast off moral restraint. There's just something about preaching and integrating it into your thinking. We, we, we have tried to do our best to provide you with the podcast. It's, it's got hours and hours of preaching on there. Praise God, there are so many avenues uh, that you could... That you could Go down in order to have you a healthy balance and daily diet of preaching. Praise God. But when, when you're delayed listening to preaching, because preaching builds up your faith, because the Bible says that faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Praise God. You can, you can, you can listen to your favorite uh, politician or your political pundit. You could tune in to CNN, Fox, ON, or whoever, QN. Or who, I don't know who people listen to these days. I don't really care. Praise God. I'm going to be tuning into some preaching. Praise God. Because I need my spirit to be fed in these last days. Praise God. Amen. And I don't want to listen to no quack preacher. Praise God. You got a lot of folks out there listening to quacky preaching. Amen. The Bible says that we're saved by the foolishness of preaching, not foolish preaching. Praise God. Don't listen to no foolish preacher. Praise God. Get you a good 
good meat and potatoes, praise God, with a side of broccoli kind of preacher, praise God. Get you somebody that, praise God, you got your pastor, praise God. But I don't believe you can only be saved by listening to me preach, praise God. But I'm telling you right now, find you some good preaching and listen to it, praise God. Find you some good preaching on prayer and listen to it. Find you some good preaching on doctrine and listen to it. Find you some good preaching on holiness and listen to it. Find you some good preaching on raising your children and listen to it. Find you some good preaching on being single and listen to it. Praise God. Find you some good teaching. Praise God. On the veracity of scripture. Praise God and listen to it. Amen. When you're going through stuff. When God just got you on hold. When you're in God's waiting room. Put your headphones on. Because it might be a while. And get some preaching in you. I can distinctly remember a time, and I am closing. I can distinctly remember a time in my life. And uh, you can think of whatever you want of me. I'm, at this point, I'm kind of casting off restraint here. Uh, I, I genuinely thought, this is it. Like, I'm going to lose my marbles. I mean, the pressure was so strong. The bat, I just, I, w- I was just letting the phone ring. <laughs> I didn't even want to answer it no more. I didn't even know who might be on it next. And uh, the, 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 the devil was just really capitalizing and leveraging everything I was already going through. And I just could not get my mind to stop. And uh, some of you know what I'm talking about. You're just getting quiet. Praise God. Some of you at home shouting right now, but praise God. Uh, And I just remember, I just could not get my mind to stop. It just, the thoughts just kept going and going and going and going. And I'd go to sleep thinking and I'd wake up thinking and I'd, and, and, you know, I'd close my eyes at night, but I'd, I'd go to sleep, but I never got rest. Wake up with the blankets everywhere like there was a a war. Praise God. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Tossing and turning. Wake up at 2, then at 4, then at 7. Unrested. And I remember one day I I just, I said, you know what? I can't listen to myself anymore. And I could tell you where I was. I remember the street. And I put in some good preaching. It had just never dawned on me to put in some good preaching. I, you know, I had just, I was one of those people that when I first got saved, Brother Sandoval, I just had boxes of tapes. I used to listen to all the time. I was breaking tapes. I even went out and bought a tape duplicator. Some of y'all don't even know what that. I had a tape duplicator. And I, I would do, I'd steal, I was, I was gifting people with preaching that should have been paid for. I had a tape ministry. I had favorite tapes. Y'all ain't hearing me. I'd put tape around the tape after it broke so I could keep listening to it. I knew what it was to hit re- play on this side and, of the tape deck and record on that side. Praise God. We were about that life. And when I was going through this, it, I had reached a point in my life where I was living for God. I loved God, but... I don't know why. I just stopped listening to preaching. I just really wasn't listening to preaching much. And I remember going down the road. 
And I, I, just, I just thought, you know, I just need some good preaching. And I put in a tape, praise God. And this man just started preaching. And he just started preaching, praise God, on the name of Jesus. And it wasn't very fancy, praise God. But I remember it just got so lit. <laughs> it just got so good. It just got so red, fiery, hot inside the car. Praise God that I had to stop the car. And I stopped the car in the middle of the road. Praise God. And I, I, I sat in the car for about 10 seconds and I contemplated kicking open the door and just doing a church jig. Praise God. Right in the middle of the street. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I was in Redwood City. I was right on Jefferson Road. If you've never been on Jefferson Road, it's a main road. Praise God. And I, I'm telling you, I had to restrain myself because the preaching just got so good. Praise God. Amen. I, I finally pulled over to a safe place and when nobody was looking, I cut my jig. Praise God. But, but let me just tell you, amen. The minute I allowed somebody to talk, one of the biggest tragedies of the life of Solomon is that inside the book of Ecclesiastes, he talks about the preacher, the preacher, the preacher. Amen. But you know who the preacher was? Him. He had no preacher. Praise God. He was the only preacher in his own life. Praise God. There's no greater tragedy, praise God, than you being the only preacher you listen to. And that goes for preachers and saints. Hallelujah. There's a day you got to slide in the CD. There's a day you got to download a file. There's a day you got to open Open up the phone, praise God, and just put on some preaching and just tell yourself to be quiet and allow yourself to be preached to and your faith will be built up and your salvation will come, praise God. And I'm just one of those weird people that believes God will have the right message for you at the right time, praise God. I'm just one of those people that believes that when you turn it on, the right message will come on, praise God. I believe that even if it's a message you've heard a hundred times, you'll hear something you never heard in a hundred times that you've listened to it, praise God. Oh, come on, somebody. Let's praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. When God is not moving at your speed, amen, hallelujah, put in some preaching, praise God, and let it minister to you, praise God. Put in some preaching and have some church in your living room. Put in some preaching and have some church in the car, praise God. Put in some preaching and have some church in the backyard, praise God, wherever it is that you listen to it, praise God. Amen. I can't tell you how many times I've listened to preaching and it's thrown me into a prayer meeting. I can't tell you how many times I've listened to preaching. Pray. There's even been times I've listened to preaching and it's healed me in my body. It got my faith to where it needed to be. It got my mind to where it needed to be. Praise God. Church. We're living in a moment in history. Where there is a lot of moving pieces. Why does that matter? That matters because. I just get a funny suspicion. There's going to be a lot of delays. Because before God could do something here, he's going, to have, he's going to have to be doing something here, moving something there. Somebody said, well, God could do it all at the same time. He sure can. But it was the prophet Daniel who, after 21 days of praying and fasting, was visited by an angel. And the angel told him, since the day you started praying. I heard you, but I was delayed because the prince of Persia resists. I'm telling you, we are living in that time. We are living in that Babylon. We are living in that belly of the beast. We are living in that moment where there are powers. And, and, and you know, we, we, when we were out in Arizona, we went to the, uh, 
We went to a zoo. And I'm closing with this. We went to a zoo. And uh, I'm not going to lie. It wasn't very safe. <laughs> it was kind of unregulated. There, I mean, I had never been so close to animals in my life. Like, yeah, I mean, you could, like, really touch a hyena and get your finger bit off. Like, it was... It was in Arizona. It was a non-California, non-Bay Area zoo. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty amazing to be that close to tigers and lions and hyenas and bears and rhinos. I like saw a rhino really close. I, yeah, there was people, I mean, there's giraffes, all kinds of stuff. It was really neat. But there was a whole section of the zoo where all the predators were. The mountain lions, the wolves, the tigers. And every single one of those predators, from the wolf to the tiger, spent most of the time perched on the highest place they could. They, they, in some of these uh, enclosures, they had, they had these things that looked like foam poles. And man... And the, the lions would just get right up there. Mountain lion, we saw a mountain lion just hanging out. It almost defied logic. You, this large cat climbed, but that, he, didn't, he, had, he had acres to run, but that's not where he wanted to be. The predators wanted to be on the high. The wolf, as the sun started going down, stayed right on top of a mountain. The predators were always trying to find the highest place. And as I saw that, I thought to myself, I get it. I now understand what Paul meant by spiritual wickedness in high places. Aggressive, nasty, predatory spirits. They get as high as they can get. They're monitoring. They're watching. They're resisting. They don't want no angels coming down. I got news for you. They don't even want angels going up. When Jacob had the vision in Genesis 17, I believe it is, 27, somewhere around there. When he, had, when he had the vision of the ladder, it should have said that he saw angels descending and ascending. But it actually says it the other way around. It says he saw angels ascending and descending. Those angels were taking those prayers. And I'm telling you. We're, gonna, we're living in a season of delays. Somebody said, pastor's preaching real negative. You go ahead and put, you want to live in Candyland, you go ahead and live in Candyland. Holler at us when you come to reality. But we are living in a day and an age of delays. Yeah, the prayers for your children, the prayers for your job, the prayers for your lost loved ones, the prayers, the prayers for revival, all that stuff. It's going to go through grinding. It's going to, the, the angel's going to try to get up that ladder. I'm just telling you what I feel in the Holy Ghost. I'm just telling you what I feel in the Holy Ghost. Amen. That doesn't mean they're not going to go through. Amen. That doesn't mean, praise God, amen, that God's not going to answer. But there's going to have to be somebody that knows how to steady themselves and keep going forward. There's going to, be, have, there's going to have to be some folks that say, I'm not jumping off my routine. And there's going to have to be some people that say, while I'm waiting, I'm going to put a tape in. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I'm going to feed my faith. Hallelujah. 
We're living in the hour of delay, but I believe we're also living in the hour of miracles. Praise God. I believe that when the angel does show up, I believe that when the prayers are answered, I, I believe that when the prophecy does come, I believe that when the blessings are unleashed, praise God. Amen. They will, they will level everything. Praise God. I believe that God, hallelujah, will move powerfully. I believe that the heavens will open up. In fact, one verse says, though he delays when he comes, he comes quickly. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, amen, Jesus might seem like he's taken a long time, but when Jesus shows up, it's going to rain blessings. Praise God. When Jesus shows up, amen, he's going to do the impossible. Praise God. When Jesus, even if it's at 1159 with 59 seconds to go, I'm telling you, God is going to blow your mind. Hallelujah. Let's worship Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Let's all stand to our feet. Praise God. Let's lift our hands right now and pray. Let's get a prayer in before the night's over. Hallelujah.